Hello, my name is Price Van Ray. I'm a divorced single dad, father of five kids. Welcome to my show. That's right. Hello. Uh, welcome back, family and friends. Uh, I hope you ha- are having a great day, and I hope your week's going great, too. I mean, it's, it's, it's great weather out there. Although, I'm going to have to admit, for the past week, we have had a heat wave here on the East Coast, and it's, it's been unbearable. Now, my daughters, we don't have central air in the house, but my daughters, they have air conditioners in their bedroom, and they're cooped up in there, like hibernating. My mom has air conditioner on, her, on the first floor. We have three floors in our house. So I've been going down there to my mom's and sucking up that cold air as much as I can, editing my podcast down there and videos, because that's a lot of electricity. Uh, I don't know. People say central air is good, but I don't know. I, I don't know. I've never had central air. I like it when you can make a room super cold, and that is just me. Anyways, um, I have a good show for you today. Uh, we're going to be talking about things to tell your son. Probably three important things, if anything. But before we do that, I have some words I want to say. And it goes like this. A rose can be more than a mere thought or a sentiment. It can show that one cares. The power of flowers, right, people? I mean, you give somebody a rose, they smile. They, they light up. Something about a rose, something about flowers in general. I know my mom, she's 97, she's still here and alive. She always says, give me flowers while I'm alive, not while I'm dead. Because she can't enjoy them. And I can understand that. I mean, you want to have flowers when you're alive, so you can smell them, put them in a vase, look at them and say, hey, this is what who's, what so-and-so gave me. They gave me this because this, because we're friends, or because I love you, or because they're thinking of me, or a birthday, anniversary, anything. Flowers ha- have power, and flowers can evoke great, great emotions like you cannot believe. And I say it's always good to get a nice batch of flowers, because, you know, it's just good. So, now we're going to be talking about the show, Things to Tell Your Son. Now, I don't know if you guys have sons probably or daughters, but if you have sons, and I mean, you can reflect back to when you were a kid too and uh, say, hey, this is what I wish my parents had told me, blah, blah, blah. But right now, we're, we're, you know, we're going to be talking about our sons because sons, I think sons really need to hear things that can help them. So as fathers, we have an unparalleled role in helping to form the identities of our children and specifically your sons. That's right. Your little boys, they're watching every move out of every corner of their eye, learning what it means to be a man. Every second he's with you. Sons need to hear certain life-giving things from their fathers like water to help them grow. And in the absence of a biological father, they will find father figures to fill a role for better or for worse. So you have to make sure if you know, you're in a divorced situation and your ex-wife or ex-girlfriend has another man in their life, you got to make sure they're going to be a positive role model. I've, I've heard stories about you know, other fathers, other role model, male role models in relationships with their mothers 
where the son gets abused. He gets hit in the face. He gets screamed at and yelled at and swore at. But I've heard other stories where the guys are straight up. They're, they're good, good guys. And uh, sometimes the father and, and the uh, ex-wife's boyfriend or husband-to-be for his ex-wife, they, they, they have a good relationship. And I mean, it's always good when you can keep the peace. Nobody wants nobody wants that negative stuff, do they? I mean, I, I don't. So it, it's always good to be part of your son's life if you can. Sometimes you can't, and it happens, okay? It happens. I mean, it happens just like if you have a car, you got to go to work, and your car breaks down. It happens. There are things that just are not within your control. Now, everybody knows I live in the ghetto. I grew up in the ghetto. Ghetto is not a great place. I wouldn't suggest this for anybody, but you got to live somewhere. And in my neighborhood growing up, there are many kids. I mean, many kids without fathers. Now, my dad worked all the time, and I really got to see him during the week because when he came home, he was so tired. He was he was a uh, general mechanic for the post office. But still, I always knew somehow he loved me the best he could, and he provided me an example of a man who works hard, provides for his family. And I'm going to be honest with you, I had no idea what a blessing and an advantage that was. Simply having a dad in your house. I mean, let's face it, my my dad was never on drugs. You know, he was, I never saw him drunk. I never saw him smoke a cigarette. You know, but sometimes kids who, who don't have that father figure in their life, you know, things can turn for the worse. You know, you have kids. Now, I'll, I'll tell you, I have I have friends. When I was a kid, I, I had a bunch of friends in the neighborhood. My mom always kept me in the house because she knew what the gutter was like. But one of my friends, he, uh, he was in and out of jail. And I don't know where he is today. I have no idea. I should look him up, see if he's still alive. But I know he was in and out of jail, and I, I lost touch with him. In and out of prison, I should say. Uh, another friend, he he was, well, he had a big mouth too. He'd, he'd always run his mouth up. And in the ghetto, you really can't do that. Unless you can back it up, keep your mouth shut. He was a skinny little twig kid. He ended up, now he had some astronomical, some phenomenal number of children. And I and he was probably, probably at the most 20. And... I know he had over 10 kids. Okay, now this is in the ghetto. I mean, it's it's terrible. You see this stuff sometimes in the ghetto. And uh, he was he committed some crime again or something, and he said he'll never go back to jail because he probably got, you know, he was probably one of the guys who uh, was not on top of the food chain, definitely on the bottom. So he was uh, r- racing in a car from the police, and he just went head on with the, uh, I heard a 16-wheeler, and he, and he died. So I, mean, I, I have a lot of uh, kids I grew up with with sad stories like that. So I was fortunate not to be wrapped up in that kind of environment. I was fortunate that my parents were so overprotective. They kept me inside and away from all that crap that I, I, I just can't thank them enough because it's it's a rough world out there and I could have been one of those kids in and out of jail on drugs you know being drunk picked up on the side of the road I, it, 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 it's it's 
it's devastating the stuff that could happen to you. And I just, I'm just so happy that I survived. So every son, you, know, you gotta be there for your sons. You gotta be that role model. And every son needs to hear from their dad, I love you, son. Now, I, I try to say that to my to my boys all the time. I say, I love you, daddy loves you. I try to give them hugs and kisses and let them know I am here for you. Because kids, kids really do need to hear that, in my opinion. They always need to hear that their dad loves them, their dad cares for them, their dad's going to be there for them, and everything like that. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, there, there, there may be times when it might be tough where you might say, okay, hey, listen, I can't do this or I can't do that, but if you explain to them, I'm sure they understand. Because kids, kids are resilient and they understand, you know? Now, first, what is love? Love is the highest form of love is selfless. It is truly caring about someone else for their own sake, not based on what they do for you. With true love, the object doesn't have to be worthy to be loved. True love has nothing to do with performance and does not need to be earned. It is communicated constantly in words and deeds. Son, do you want to get an ice cream? Son, do you want to go to McDonald's? Son, you want to hang out? You want to go to the movies? I love you, son. Daddy loves you. And, you know, when I think of my kids, I'm, I tell my kids this. I think of you guys as if you were tiny little toddlers, <laughs> like five years old. And I don't know what to tell you. I mean, that's how I see you. That's how I will always see you. You, my little babies, are my little babies. And I'm sure all you parents out there feel the same way. When you have your kids, you don't see your kids growing up in the big adults. I mean, yeah, you obviously see them as adults, but there's always something that says, I still see you as my little baby. That's the way it is. <laughs> so so it's, you know, it's, 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 it's really cool. You know, when you can uh, say I love you to your kids and your kids say I love you back. You should always say, I'm proud of you, son. Now, kids need to hear that you are very proud of them. I mean, it it, it it burns into their soul to say, yeah, my dad said he's very proud of me. And they need to, to, to know it and understand that you mean it. It burned, It's burned into my memory uh, when I was in high school and I graduated. You know, my parents said, we are proud of you. They're proud of it. And that's a that's an accomplishment to graduate. My dad, my dad, he he graduated, he had to keep dropping out of school. He was a son of a sharecropper down in Mississippi, born in 1926. But he had to go be in and out of school because he was a son of a sharecropper. And it was tough for him to go to school. And that school was something he really wanted to do. He loved school, loved it. I don't know what kind of a student he was, but he 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 tried. He definitely tried. That's from what I understand, and uh, that that was his one of his ways out. Sad thing is, um, his mother died when he was, I believe, twenty one on Christmas Eve. And I think, in their family unit, the way their family was structured back then, my dad was born nineteen twenty six, so we're talking back then. I think his mother would have been the nurturing one because I, I don't think his dad was very nurturing. 
His dad was heavy-handed and very firm. And I think knowing that, it can affect a, a child. And I could see that in my dad. Because people grow up differently. Kids grow up in different environments. You don't you don't know their backstory. You don't know how a child got to be where they are when they're an adult. And you have to understand. If you want to understand people, you have to understand this is why this person acts like this. You may not like it, but that's why. That's the explanation. You may not have you may not agree with it, but you have to understand it. You go to a restaurant. You order some food. The food doesn't come out right. You have to understand why it didn't come out right. And there's a reason why it didn't come out right. Now, you can get angry. Luckily, in a restaurant, you can send it back and get a new meal. But in life, I always say there are no do-overs. You can't recycle time. But what you can do is make the most of it. And tell your son, I'm proud of you. Tell your son, I love you. Things you need to tell your son. All your children, but we're talking about the sons today. I, you know, when, when I was growing up, <clears throat> I thought I was a good kid. I, I didn't think I was a bad kid. I'm looking back, I, I was a great kid. But then you hear some stories. Now, they may not be from family, but you, you hear stories and... I remember, I remember going to church, and this one guy said, "Oh, you were you you." He was cutting me down basically <laughs> when I was a kid. You were this, you were that, and I'm listening to him, and he's making me sound like I was a bad kid. And I said, "I I thought I was a good kid," and I guess he could see the pain in my eyes because I I, I I'm not the kind of person who does vicious mean things like that. Not that he was saying I was doing vicious mean things. I guess he was saying I was just out of control and wild. Not like a crazy wild, but like a, a, a kid wild. And then he sort of backtracked and said, oh, you, you, you weren't that bad. But the damage was done. What he said, you know, it, it was done. I, to this day, I never forgot it. It does piss me off. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I considered myself a good kid. But it's always good when a parent can find the good in you. I try to find the good in my kids because kids need to hear that. They need to hear you're proud of them. They need to say, you know, you may make some bad choices in life, but that doesn't define who you are. What defines who you are is what you do with your life. You need to say, "Hey, I'm, 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 I'm." You know, find the good in them. I'm trying to think of a situation with with me. Um, trying to find something. I, 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 I'm, I'm sure there's a lot, but I, I could tell you about about my sons. Um, my my sons. I mean, they were the average boys. My my older son, he had a lot more energy, needed a lot more supervision. But you have to understand, you know, in fact, I remember a friend of mine, I was telling him, yeah, my son, he's like out of control. And one of my friends said, you know, my son, he was out of control too. I said, well, what did he do? He said, my son, when he was little, took some scissors 
and cut up his wife's fur coat. I said, oh my God, what did you do? He said, took the scissors from him and sat him down and told him not to do that. That's not a good thing to do. So you're a good kid. You, you could do better than that. Don't do that. He was telling me all the things that his son did that he considered bad and, and were not the norm. I said, well, what happened? He said, well, when my son was, was older, it was like a switch turned turn, turn on. And he, he just, he, he was a good kid, you know, but I always knew he was a good kid. And I said, well, how old was he then? He said, 24. I said, what? I got to wait till I'm tw- he's 24. <laughs> but you find the good in your kid. Sometimes it takes longer. You know? I mean, I, I'm sure I, I developed slowly. I wasn't somebody who was, who was on the top of the chain. I, I was a slow progressor. You know, and, and I always say it, it takes time. But look at me now. Not saying I'm great or anything, but who would have thought I'd have a podcast all over the world? Who would have thought a kid who grew up stuttering, who had no, who was insecure, come on, have a podcast talking to millions and millions of people all over the world? I mean, that's that's pretty amazing. And I do remember when I was young, my mom would always say, you're a good boy and you're special. You're a good boy. I'm going to tell you, that always stuck with me. And it will stick with you. When you are a child, you want to hear stuff like that. You're a good boy. I'm proud of you. I love you. There are things you want to hear. And those things can make all the difference. But you also, above all, I mean, we're flawed human beings. Sometimes we're destructive and can cause harm and we don't even know it. Often we make mistakes. As parents, we do. The first part of making a mistake is humility, is understanding this to be true. And life is so good and effective to teach us not to trust ourselves, not to bank too heavily on our perfections. Our failures are things we don't acknowledge. And I'm going to tell you, if you make a mistake, you own it up to your child. You say, hey, I'm sorry, son. I'm so sorry. And your sons will understand. In life, you have to apologize. There are going to be times you will say, I'm sorry. There are going to be times you make mistakes. But that's part of life. It's part of the human experience. We are not perfect. We will make mistakes. This is true. If you think you're never going to make a mistake, I don't know what to tell you. You must be like God or something. You must be a perfect perfection of perfect. (laughs) Because I'm not. And I don't think everybody in this world is. Everybody makes mistakes. And when we make those mistakes, we we have to own up to it. We have to make sure that they're corrected. And then we tell our sons, I love you, son. I am proud of you. You mean the world to me. And that's all I have to say. You know why? Because now, it's story time. 
A police officer in a small town stopped a motorist who was speeding down Main Street. But officer, the man began. I can explain. Just be quiet, snapped the officer. I'm going to let you cool your heels off in jail until the chief gets back. But officer, I just wanted to say, and I said to keep quiet. You're going to jail. A few hours later, the officer looked in on the prisoner and said, Lucky for you that the chief is at his daughter's wedding. He'll be in a good mood when he gets back. The man in the cell said, Don't count on it, answered the fellow in the cell. I'm the groom. <laughs> well, I guess that police officer is going to get an earful when he gets back. <laughs> Well, listen, everybody, I want to thank you for joining me today. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can download any of my past podcasts, morning, noon, and night, and hear it all over the internet. It would be great if you could hear what I have to say. So that's going to bring us to the end of the show. I want to thank you all for listening today. It's been great. And don't forget to be nice and talk nice to everyone you see. You know why? Because it's free. (laughs) That's right, people. Don't be a jerk. And remember this one last bit of advice. Tomorrow is never promised. So don't go to bed angry at your child or anyone you love. And before you go to bed tonight, hug your child and tell them, I will love you forever, Dad. Hey, thanks for joining me here today. Let's do it again. I'll see you next time here on my show. Be well, be kind, be back, peace, and I, my family and friends, will see all of you later. Bye.